Uh. Some of my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, we're back, we're back. This is Across the Intersection podcast. The Mod Squad is in here as always. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eve and A. Sweezy. Hello, everyone. As always, ingest this wonderful podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the Sound Cleasy, SoundCloud. Um, and hit us up, as always, on divemedia.co. Uh, dive, D-I-V-E, media.co. Um, and I'm on social media. You can hit me up at Divinimus on D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S on Twitter and the Grizzam. And uh, for me, I'm on E to the V to the <laughs> uh, on Twitter. And by the way, thanks for all of my new followers who have been actually listening to Across the Intersection and have been engaging me on Twitter because it's been fun. That's what's up. Yeah, please hit us up on Twitter, everybody. Um, that's, the, that's the platform I follow the most. We do have a Facebook group across the intersection. All right, anyway, um, so we, we do things. Oh, and lastly, can't, can't forget, um, hit us up on Patreon. We're still waiting for that number one subscriber. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dive Media and the number one. So hit us up on Patreon. Yeah, and I know that you know the listeners hear a lot of people talking about Patreon. The point of Patreon, y'all, is basically that it enables people to put out more content. That's all, you know, it, when, when, when the content is being supported, then of course people can do it more often and you get more episodes and, you know, we can put more effort uh, into giving you episodes regularly. That's all. Yeah. So w- whenever you want to get your complaint on about if there's some gaps between episodes, just remember we all got to work. So <laughs> if y'all was out there dropping them support ducats, you never know. This could be the 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 uh, across the intersection empire. No, I'm just kidding. We be the lions. Of, we 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 could be the the uh, lions of the uh, podcasting world. <laughs> we don't want to say anything with the word empire in it anytime soon. By the way, I just, I just had to say that. You see, your man got charged with 16 counts. They hit that dude with every law in the book. I didn't even know Chicago had that many laws, man. <laughs> <laughs> just like we're gonna throw everything at this dude. You keep That's calling really Nigerians. We're gonna hit I you mean, with all that. Bow, bow. I just think it's it's just so sad to me because I think he, he probably had a mental health event and oh, sometimes oh, hold on. Well, I mean because Here we like, go. Because because for somebody to make a Eve decision so compassionate. like this. Go go ahead. Go ahead. But I mean, even if it's a calculated decision, when somebody makes a decision like this, to me, because I've I've heard of people who are in mania and who are in you know, or not taking their medicine, things like that. Should, should your whole, you tell me, should your whole life be destroyed because you're in the midst of a mental health event? Eva, Eva, Eva. <laughs> Let's just back up because- if We're not laughing at mental health, by the way. I'm not laughing at mental exactly. health. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an insult to people who deal with mental health issues. Really? Um, he could have been, one, he could have been possessed by a demon. Uh, two- he could, this could be a larger agitation propaganda event. I already talked about this in the Telegram. Um, and I broke down how the episode in which that he claimed to happen followed part and parcel to the, um, the amendment, amended legislation that Kamala Harris and Cory Booker had, had added to that um, to the anti-lynching bill. The anti-lynching bill apparently has been turned down since the 1920s and so i mean and really 
who 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 now is thinking about lynching? And then all of a sudden, after this amendment takes place, then uh, a lynching, a lynching, quote unquote, happens in 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 Chicago uh, that fulfills both quote unquote both quote unquote violations outlined outlined in this legislation one the uh, racial aspect and then two what got shoehorned and tacked onto it is the sexual orientation uh, uh amendment that cory book and kamala harris happened to throw on there by december 18th 2018 um in addition to that in addition to that what this man was trying to do was he was trying to choreograph his stardom um by becoming he was trying to choreograph a, a, a traumatic event that's why he called himself the gay Tupac. The reason why he called himself the gay, you remember that him calling himself the gay Tupac? Yeah, yeah, I do actually re- remember. He did a because he did a concert like the same day or the yeah, next he day. Yeah, he did a concert the next day, but be beat up by uh, two two freaking Simeon Panda uh, looking dudes. Hold on, hold on. You know, you, I don't know you, if you know who Simeon you? Panda is. He's like this bodybuilder, but two bodybuilding looking dudes, two two Schwarzenegger looking dudes beat him up, and then he's performing the next day across the country. He called himself the gay Tupac. You have to understand, think about it when it comes to rappers. Part of part, part of the whole thing about what makes rappers legends is the fact that they almost died and they did. So the whole thing about Tupac, remember he got shot uh, six times. Remember that? He also got so, shot before. That's, I just, so he got shot six times. Like that's the, that's the, the, that, that is the part the in front of bad boy and all of that. Like, like that legend is what pushed Tupac's stardom, the fact that he got shot six times and survived. And then that started becoming like a trend, like as part part of people's stories, like 50 Cent got shot nine times and survived. Uh, Kanye West, he's the one that even said it, like he was, he almost died in a car accident. Like the whole thing about rappers, part of like, very famous rappers, part of the trope is that they almost died through some kind of traumatic event. And so what, what, and now I'm proposing this as part of what he was doing. Part of what he was doing, he said he was a gay Tupac by inserting, inserting that statement is saying that he almost died by this beating, this lynching. I mean, who's going around lynching people right now? You know, but, but he said, oh, they lynched me because I'm gay. Like, don't nobody know. Right. Two rednecks watching Empire and calling you saying, "Hey, Empire!" No, I don't watch Empire. And we just got to remember how, when when big mysterious plans blow up, who's the one that normally takes the L? It's the cat at the bottom. So yes. if if Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or anybody, any other senator or any other politician is involved in this scam with Jussie Smollett. And this joint starts to fall apart. You think they're going to take the L? No, honey. Yeah, you take the L. He's on drugs. Yeah, you are taking this L. And we, matter of fact, we're not even going to co-sign you. Have you noticed nobody's rocking with Jesse right now? None of his peoples was rock. They was all rocking with him when they thought it was getting ready to go through. When it was going to go through, oh my yeah. goodness, this is terrible. This is horrible. Soon as that joint blew up, Every, it's like radio silence. Everybody's gone because guess what? The cat at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, hon, yeah, homeboy, you taking this L, and uh, we'll we'll holler at you in 2020. Yeah, and and in real talk, he'll probably be fine because if he has, if, if it's and it's not directly. I don't I don't believe it's directly Kamala Harris. I believe that 
I believe that there are proxy connections. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are proxy connections in order to keep her hands clean, right? But um, I think that, I, you know, I, I believe that he'll be, I mean, he might catch an L, but I think that he'll be taken care of financially once he's out of the limelight, you know? Um, so so by, by some powers that we don't know, we know not of. Um, but anyway, so if it, if if there was a, a mental and he health had a thing, music it, album coming out too on February twenty first, I'm not sure people picked up on that. If it was a mental so, health issue, it was the fact that he decided to get into cahoots with um with uh you know the the likes of various politicians. And we're not trying to bash Kamala Harris consistently, but she her and Cory Booker were the ones. If you guys want to go look that up, it was um Cory Booker and Kamala Harris co sponsored that anti lynching bill. Um, which is why we just brought their names up. That's all. But anyway, 16 counts. Holler at your boy. Um, y'all keep that dude in his prayers because, uh, yeah, you know, big Tyrone and them cats, big big Brody waiting for him when he get to uh, yep. Illinois State Penitentiary. Anyway, because yep. he got a ball head. Anyway, so we'll be chatting about this week in, in light of um, what, just, uh, what we just chatted about very briefly. The homie Jason Wilson, you know, we always big up Jason because he's doing big things. Um, Cave of Adullam out in Detroit, et cetera, et cetera. The, um, formerly the Union. Eve and I used to both uh, write for the Union. Um, so my man Jason put up a, a video recently, and it's a topic that I had been wanting to talk about, and it, it was about masculinity. Masculinity. There appears to be many forms of it. But does this one word comprehensively define what it means to be a man? Let's take a look at its definition. Having qualities traditionally ascribed to men as strength and boldness. Masculinity itself is not toxic. However, a man becomes toxic when he allows his humanity to only be defined by masculinity. Please don't misconstrue what I'm saying because I am very masculine. However, I am no longer confined by its limited definition. I am a comprehensive man of the Most High, courageous, but also compassionate, strong, but sensitive. My brothers, we are human, so let's embrace our humanity and no longer allow our lives to be limited by masculinity. The clip that you just listened to um, was of from a YouTube video that, that he put up. You can go and search him on YouTube, Jason Wilson or The Cave of Adullam, either one, um, was about masculinity. And one of the things that that he was doing, which is rare in 2019, is he was esteeming masculinity. Um, one of the things I think that is un- very unfortunate in modern pop culture is that uh, masculinity is denigrated, um, and it is used synonymously with misogyny, mm-hmm. um, which they are not the same thing. Um, yep, you know masculinity is not misogyny and vice versa misogyny is not masculinity um he was very clear to esteem his own masculinity he said he's very masculine though he's masculine he can also be sensitive and attuned to his emotions right those things are not completely opposite i can be sensitive and be masculine right i can control my emotions and also still be masculine um, and I can be masculine and not be misogynistic. And that's where that whole term of toxic masculinity comes in. 
Because just because I, you know, I espouse masculinity does not make me toxic. Well, I think that the talk, the, the word toxic is put there to make a distinction between masculinity and toxic mas- masculinity. So some people say we, we know what masculinity is, but then there's some people who consider masculinity falsely consider masculinity to be akin to uh, you being a member of one of the beasts of the field. So you operate according to instinct and, you know, everything is what you're, you're emotional, but you're only emotional with respect to anger and, and being sullen and, and mad all the time. And you're basically a predator, you know, and that kind of thing. And I think that what he's trying to say is actually mas- what, what we're discussing right now is toxic masculinity, but masculinity is different. And that's why I love the way he used the uh, pit bull as a, as a uh, reference to say, you know, the way that pit bulls were bred uh, during some previous decades um, actually was not really the nature of that dog. Um, they were bred to be a certain way. Now that they're being bred to be another way, um, then you get to see some balance. And Jason Wilson seems to be talking about balance. First, you're a human being who happens to be masculine, but being a human being, being a comprehensive man, which is what he, the term he used, means that you're a human being and you are of the masculine gender. Right. And so uh, let's let's look at um, the definition. You know, I'm not gonna kind of not gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the abridged version here. That masculinity is a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles associated with boys and men. Um, and then it, if you read a little further, it it does begin to break into the um, different distinctions. There's a aspect of masculinity that is biological. And then there's also an aspect of it that is sociological. We understand that. There there yeah. are two kind of tentacles, if you want to call it, of masculinity. But there is a uh, biological component, right? Men are different biologically than women, not just physically. You know, there are, there, men think about things differently, right? Men interpret things differently, not better, differently. And this is where the the making the distinction between misogyny and masculinity is so important just because something is different doesn't mean it's better right but to acknowledge to acknowledge that men and women at times think and, and approach things differently we have to acknowledge that fact okay so the example that uh comes up often when we have this type of discussion does not necessarily apply for everybody but it seems to be common enough that, it, that this type of example is put forth. And that is uh, with respect to how people respond to problems. So a lot of men uh, have told me and have also talked publicly about if their wife has a problem or an uh, issue that's going on at work, for example, and she brings it to her husband, um, from her perspective, she just wants to unload. She wants to talk about what the deal is and talk through what it is. And sometimes she'll reach her own conclusions based on being able to to hear it for herself. Um, And that's what she wants. She wants a listening ear. And her perspective is, as a a person who is feminine, let's talk through it. I'm I'm being social about it. I'm bouncing this information off of you. Whereas the masculine response um, in those cases is, okay, let's do it. Let's have a solution to this. Okay, we're going to do X, Y, Z, Z, Y, X, and boom, you know, uh, this is how your boss (laughs) is going to start treating you well or whatever the situation is. And so I've heard married people say that they, especially men, say that they have to remember um, that when 
the wife brings this to him, it's not necessarily for a solution, um, at least at that time. It's just to hear uh, what, just so that he can hear and so that she can express what's going on. And so, you know, uh, I'm saying that to say that might be one non-biological, or I should say one non-tangible, non-physical difference between the way that men and women communicate. All right, so let's let's look at the, the definition of the word misogyny, okay? Because again, in in modern pop culture, right, what, what ends up happening is that these two words are used synonymously, I think, to a fault. Misogyny, according to Merriam-Webster, refers specifically, I love that word there, specifically to a hatred of women. And it has Greek roots, um, mm. two words, um, messine, to, means to hate, or gyne, like gynecologist, referring to the woman, the hatred of woman. Again, Merriam-Webster says specifically, because one of the things that modern pop culture loves to do is try to redefine terms. We try yep. to take a term that actually means one thing and redefine it in this postmodern era to mean something completely different. Again, exuding masculinity does not equate to misogyny because misogyny specifically refers to the hatred of women. Yeah. So if if I'm a man, if I'm teaching my son to be a man, if I'm teaching my son how to approach things like a man, if I'm teaching the young yeah. men I disciple how to be men of the most high and walk as men of faith, none of those things equate to misogyny. None of those things are toxic. Is it there is a uh, a misunderstanding and a certain level of um how do I put this nosiness that is happening um, right now as far as one one aspect of society trying to speak and tell another aspect of society what what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm referring to I'm referring to uh, extreme extreme feminism uh, and the raising of children and specifically boys. And there is a uh, constant, constant onslaught uh, of of this of this um, ideology that men are not emotional enough, and it's just like this old kind of corny trope of um, men not being able to cry, or saying, you know. Um, uh, uh, you know, um, what are you crying for? You're weak, you're weak, you're weak. And it's like, that's not happening. <laughs> like the, the, if anything, men are, you know, there's this, this is a concept of men are not emotional enough. They need to get in touch with their feelings. Well, I counter that. And I say, actually, I would say that men are, a lot of men are too emotional. Um, I, I would say that, I would say that a lot of men actually, um, follow they're led by their emotions and they don't follow reason yeah and the reason why i would say that is because um our society the 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 what one of the things that um one of the things that is promoted right as a chief export of the united states is um entertainment and entertainment is highly driven by emotion whether it's you know, let's focus on men wanting to be rappers and dropping mixtapes or 
wanting to be actors or wanting to be um, entertainers, wanting to be uh, 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 those kinds of um, those kinds of uh, following in those uh, kinds of professions are extremely are driven by a lot by a lot of emotion, a whole lot of emotion. Uh, and so I, I would certainly argue that it's not necessarily about leading with emotion because also your emotions can get you killed. Um, it's not necessarily about, um, being in touch with your emotions. Actually, it's about being able to be in control of your emotions. And, um, so for a lot of women to not all, of course, but this ideology of boys need to be in quote unquote in touch with their feminine side, be, be, be able to cry. Yeah, sure. But ultimately the role of a man is to be able to teach their um, teach their children to protect their children and teach their children to be able to protect themselves, to teach their children to, to be able to overcome fear, to teach their children to be able to be like, OK, there's no monster in the closet. That's the role. That's the role of the father. It's not necessarily just to allow and enable your children to run around and do anything because you're afraid of them having hurt feelings, you know. That's a good um, point that you bring up, A, because the the fact of a man, again, and this is where the, the terms get redefined. So if a man is, quote unquote, in touch with his emotions, we immediately equate that to him being in touch with his feminine side. And again, Correct. I think that that's a redefinition of, of, of those terms. Like, Correct. no, you can still be masculine and cry, right? I can be masculine, right? My mother died uh, nine years ago, 10 years ago, excuse me. I was crying at her funeral. That didn't make me feminine. It just means right. I was a man sh- you know, showing emotion at a funeral. And you know, these, these terms, the, the, the way in which uh, pop culture has twisted these terms, sometimes people you know, don't realize what these things actually mean because we've just heard them used in this perverted you know, way so long we kind of just take it now as, oh, well, this is, must be what it means as opposed to its original definition. One of the things that uh, really struck me is uh, some people who are on social might have seen this video of a little girl uh, in a wrestling match. And she's, uh, I think she, she was like a, to- a, a toddler, oh, not a toddler, but like early elementary school. And she was on a wrestling team and she's on a wrestling, and she's in a wrestling match and at some point, the boy who she's wrestling is gaining the advantage. And all of a sudden, her little brother runs out. Now, her little brother is a toddler. He's literally toddling. He runs out to try to, quote, unquote, rescue her. And, of course, you know, the little brother, uh, I think somebody probably had explained to him, okay, her sister is in a wrestling match. There is a referee or an official there. This is a sport. You know, this is what, what's really going on. But something took over in this baby. <laughs> so you see his little, I think he still had diapers on. You see his little legs running out there to quote unquote rescue his sister. And what some of the comments in that, uh, in that video were was actually this little brother is doing what he's supposed to do according to his, you know, his little mind. Or not, uh, yeah. not just according to his little mind. I'm saying according to his little mind in the sense that he couldn't make a distinction, you know. Right, to, right. Yeah, yeah. But he, he operated off of instinct. Yeah, and he, but he's doing what he's supposed to. He's supposed to be protecting his sister, even if it's his big sister. So um, these are the. I think our society is actually in a bit of trouble and has painted itself into a corner, because if we're really going to go in on masculinity, things like that 
are going to be, you know, um, are going to are going to be up for um, deletion. You're and right. Other yeah. aspect of masculinity that we honor, like the critical importance of fatherhood and what fathers mean to daughters and all kinds of stuff is going to go by the wayside. And do we really want that? You know, and that's good that you bring that up because A's favorite um, actor, Terry Crews, he painted himself <laughs> into a corner. <laughs> but I, but you just the the point that you just brought up, I actually see that I actually saw that recently because yeah. you, your boy Terry Crews painted himself into a corner. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but if you just go to his timeline, Terry Crews has spent a lot of time recently going at toxic masculinity. And then recently he was on The View, I believe, either one of those women's shows, either The, the Talk or The View, one of them. Because you know it's like three or four of them. I forget which one. And he was right. talking about the importance of fathers and this. And all the women were like, ugh, what you talking about? What you doing? And he was like, but wait a minute. You need a father. You need a man. But it's like, dude, you've painted yourself into a corner. You spent the last six months or however long it's been going at masculinity, going in on masculinity. It's toxic, this, that, and the third. And then you come on a talk show of all women. He was the only man on the panel. And you start talking about the now what you're saying is true. The importance of the father is is critical. It's pivotal yeah. in the life of children. But it's too late now because you've painted yourself into a corner saying exactly. that we need to delete all these things because it's toxic. And now hmm. here you go, oh, uh, fathers provide this. Where was the fathers provide this and that a few months ago? So all them women thought you was riding with them. <laughs> talking about masculinity is toxic. Yeah, we got the big boy Terry Crews rolling with us. That's that's a, a a prime example of what Eve was just talking about in terms of deleting all of these important characteristics and attributes of masculinity for modern society. We can't then circle back and try to you know double down on some other things. You've already de- you know deleted those things. Exactly, exactly. He Terry Crews thought he had a friend. Um, he, he, he was he, what, what he was doing what Terry Crews was doing Terry Crews has an entire career designed over um, being essentially an effeminate uh, man uh, effeminate black man he from his scenes in White Chicks that um, was playing around on black men like in white women but then at the same time we all know that those were actually black men in white face so he was actually liking black dudes. That was the whole joke about Terry Crews's character in um, White Chicks. Did you did you see White Chicks? AJ? Yeah, yeah, I remember that joint with the Wayans brothers. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. And Terry Crews's characters, for the most part, was that same character, like the big buff jail dude that you know was about was prison gay, more or less, uh, from. Uh, the next Friday or Friday after next, I can't remember which one he was in, but um, you know, all the way to, um, I mean, you can kind of say on low level, uh, um, his his character at the end of um, at the end of Training Day, uh, who didn't really have too many words or whatnot, but he's essentially the same big buff ex prison dude character, and um, you know, and then for and then and then Terry wearing um bras and dressing up and you know cross dressing and constantly constantly running around with his um with his chest out from doing the old spice commercials you know <laughs> this character being a meathead uh the the popping is uh you know making his pecs jump 
um, you know, constantly doing all these things. Those are very sexual. That that's very sexual. Right, he's extremely towing the line. Sexual. He's towing the line. Yeah, I mean, he's he's yeah, right, exactly. That's extremely, extremely, extremely sexual. And for him to pretend like that's not how he built his career, he's being disingenuous. And yeah. all we're doing is throwing back in his face what we've seen him doing his entire career. And rather than him acknowledging and just and, and he got what he he got he, honestly he got what he deserved. I'm not I don't want to say like no man deserves this or whatever, but let me not say he got what he deserved. I'll say he got what was coming to him, right? As far as the Adam Bennett dude allegedly grabbing the man's you know testicles or whatever he did on two occasions in the same night, whatever it was, Terry built up an entire career. And who knows what Terry allowed to happen? for rumors to float around, for Adam Venom to feel like, you know, well, since everybody's getting a piece, maybe I should get a piece too. You know, who knows? But what what we do know is that Terry didn't stand up for himself and he got called out for it. And then so rather than just holding his L, he started to pretend that he was aligned with the whole Me Too movement. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I know what it's like to be, mis- you know, touched without being invited. But dude, you built your whole career over basically popping your, your, your pecs and, and running around like, you know, you're having your, 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 your prison gay and all of that. And now, and now rather than just owning up to it, he starts to, he starts to now align himself with women who, well, you know, as far as the image goes, uh, were violated and all of that. And right. And again, so then he turns around and starts saying, well, because people think that I should have attacked in a violent manner, this man, who violated me in violence, I, it, that, that mindset is toxic. Therefore, toxic masculinity. And rather than just addressing the fact that he runs around and he overcompensates with his size by shucking and jiving and smiling and wearing pink suits and jumping up in the air and doing splits and all of that and popping his pecs, he said he's trying to, he, 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 he tries to provide subterfuge by confusing you and, and using this term toxic masculinity and so, you know, you all need to stop being so, so always resorting to violence to solve something. That's, that's really what, that's really his whole, what he's trying to do. And now what he thought, he thought he had a friend with, you know, the, the, um, LGBT queasies and the, and the, yeah, feminizies and whatnot. He thought he had a friend, but he didn't realize we knew it, right? We're like, Hey buddy, Hey buddy, they, they ain't your friends, but we, I'm sorry, let me, I'll wrap this up. He, he was like, well, I'm going to talk about toxic masculinity because these people always want to resort to violence. But what he what he failed to realize is that when he aligned himself with those people, those people are not necessarily about men not resorting to violence. They're about men being completely subservient because men are naturally stronger. He doesn't realize that they don't make a distinction like he's allegedly trying to make a distinction between being, quote unquote, toxic and then regular masculinity. There's no such thing as healthy masculinity to these people. Exactly. Like, exactly. Masculinity in and of itself is toxic. All you are is a sperm donor to these yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. That that's what really struck me about the ladies' responses. And uh, I'm hearing this response more and more, where the whole "I don't need a man to raise my children," but but not just that, because sometimes that comes from bitterness and hurt. Um, sometimes with a straight face, I'll hear even educated women, women who should know better, but apparently don't because of their history, who would actually, with a straight face, uh, indicate that uh, fathers don't bring anything worthwhile to the table, period. 
And if I bring something up to them, like, well, if it takes two to make, I mean, nature is very, is very logical. If it takes two to make this uh, human being, then it takes two to raise them. Uh, that, that's something that interestingly is, uh, is so far apart from the experience that some women, including women on that show have that they actually don't know how to respond to it. And, and not only that, they become offended. Yeah. When, when you make statements like that, you're not making a statement against a single woman uh, or a single mother. If somebody's a single mother, they're, uh, single mothers have a variety of reasons why they're single mothers. If your husband or, or significant other died or, if, or, or abandoned you or whatever, I'm not going to blame you for the actions of a, you know irresponsible man <laughs> or, who won't take care of his offspring. Right. So I don't know why people would be offended by that. But again, what you claim to love a child, but at the same time, you are withholding half of that child's biology from that child. And you right. have no concept of the fact that both masculine and feminine energy are important. Correct. And so it's we're, we're just at a place in our society where there are actually women, some women, of course, and I don't consider this to be the majority, who with a straight face actually do not understand why fathers are important. So let's let's read a, a, another term because I love my friends over at Merriam-Webster. It's called misandry. Uh, many of you have probably never heard of it because um, before today I had never heard of it. Um, misandry is the other other half of the, the yin and yang with misogyny. Um, misandry means the hatred of men. You can go look that up, M-I-S-A-N-D-R-Y, misandry, okay? And this is what you're looking at with modern feminism. It's kind of transitioned from just, let's help empower women, let's help, you know, do X, Y, and Z for women. It's actually completely... Um, mutated into misandry because now you have something as legitimate as someone saying, oh, fathers are necessary. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Pow, 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 pow. Now, wait a yeah. minute. How is that an offensive, you know, how is that an offensive statement? How no. is that a derogatory statement? I merely said fathers are necessary and that is being misconstrued as some kind of toxic statement. Well, because modern feminism is kind of mutated into this misandronistic, whew, that's a that, that, that's a fifteen dollar oh word God. right there. I don't even know if that's a word right there, right? But it, <laughs> it sounded super intelligent though when I said it, girl. Let me let me get, let me have mine, right? But it, but when 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 things mutate like that, right? You you mutate from something that that was genuine into something now that is kind of perverted, right? So that anything that that comes up that is of and or related to masculinity, you somehow interpret that as a toxic statement. So we didn't prep for this, so this is going to come off the dome, but for the sake of the listener, we might, our listeners tend to be highly, uh, have a high level of uh, oh, consciousness. Oh yes, all of our, our listeners but, are of I mean, utmost I mean, you know, really, they do. <laughs> for the purpose of the listener who may, and we might only have one or two, who may be responding to this last segment by saying, well, what is the benefit of fathers? Uh, I just want to, you know, I just want to come, we're going to be coming off the dome because we didn't prep for this, but I just think it's so important that all of us give a little bit, if we can, a little bit of what is critical about fathers, if, you know, this is something that uh, might, might help people. And, I, you know, as a person who had a strong relationship with her father, you know, I'll just start off by saying, I actually don't know what type of person I would be without him. And I'm saying that not talking against my mother, because my mother 
was the education parent be you have to do you know be uh, do really be uh, really work hard in a world that that um that has certain assumptions about women parent um the woman who taught me about hygiene the, that parent uh, so she did a whole a lot a whole lot of things besides the you know the three examples that I just mentioned, um, but having two parents always brings balance, um, especially if those parents are good parents and they are in the home and they are consistent in the child's life. So my father brought a there's a certain amount of protection and validation uh, that he brought in terms of talking about men. He spoiled me. Um, regarding, you know, shysty dudes. And, you know, some people would say that that's very, that's terrible. What do you mean he spoiled you in regard to shysty? I mean, that he taught, he told me everything that okay. would come up before it came up. And, and he started talking to this late, talking about this late elementary school. And so at first I was like, what is he talking about? He was born, you know, two decades prior to me. This is a different generation. But he was <laughs> every single time. Because, you know, the, the you know, certain aspects of the way that some men have been taught to approach women have not changed. So I actually heard ahead of time the way that certain men would respond if they are interested in sexual right. interaction or just, you know, and even the way some little boys will respond if they, you know, are a little bit passive aggressive. Those types of things. He already told me about that. Um, having that 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 father in his suit going to work every day was a visual model for me about just having the expectation of a man who works and supports his family. So those are just a few things. And I could actually write an entire book chapter on how he benefited me. But from you guys perspective, why do you think fathers are critical? Um, it it teaches. And this is something that I'm actually walking through right now because my oldest, she just turned 13. So I'm I'm like all in the I'm 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 in the thick of it right now. And you know, one of the things that I I do with her, I've been doing it now for oh goodness, years, many many years. Um her and I we go on little dates. I'll take her out and we just sit down and we just rap, all right? And so I told her I said, "Listen, you're, you know, transitioning from being a little kid, you know, to being a young woman." And I said, "You know, one of the things that I'm going to have to teach you now, you you're, you're going to have to learn is how to receive how to continue to receive love from a man, right? I said, because the way that a man loves is not the way that a woman loves. And so I said, you know, the the way that your mom shows you love is not the way that I show you love. Neither one is better than the other. They are different. And you need to learn and understand the difference. Yeah. And and in showing her love, because you, you never want to spend too much time focusing on the false. You want to focus on the truth so that the false can be easily spotted. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, from showing her genuine masculine male love, she'll be able to spot, like you said, she'll be able to spot the, the false um, and to spot the, the imposters. So I, I think that that's one of the most important things that, that men can teach children um, is the the different ways in which the ma- male and females approach? All, I mean, and I'm just using love as one, but you could go down the the list. I mean, because it is the man and woman together. We've said this before, and you know, my little um, preface here getting a little bibly, um, but in in Genesis, it is um, man and woman together created that is the image of God. No one individual, in, you know, by themselves can fully um, be the image. 
it is them together that is yeah. actually the full image of God. It is man and woman together in unison that is the full image of God. And so there are aspects of God that a woman present uniquely, and there are aspects that a man presents uniquely. Yeah. Um, and so the, like one cannot replace the other. You know, God is excellent at making substitutes when, when we fall short. Right? Mm-hmm. He's excellent at that. But yeah. that's not his preference. His preference is that the two be there from the very beginning. And so um, we, you know, again, modern culture changing the, the, the structure, changing the definition of terms. We've tried to make it as if a substitution is like we can just kind of continue on with substitutes into perpetuity. Correct. And it's like, no, a substitute is what it is. It is a substitute until you get the real. Once you yeah. get the real, you no longer need the substitute anymore. So like shout out to single moms. That's 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 what's up. Shout out to single moms. Shout out to moms yeah. who hold it down when men abdicate their responsibilities. Shout out to all of you wonderful women. But that mm-hmm. is not the optimal solution. That is not the optimal. And that is not a derogatory statement to you. That is to let you know God used you as a substitution. But let's not perpetuate that stereotype yeah. into perpetuity. Let's now aspire right to to get the true let's aspire to get the real the the full image let's aspire to you know greater things yeah um i i would say that the role of uh you know as far as fathers and mothers um which are both needed in order to in order to properly um probably raise a child into an adult um that the whereas the mother helps for to nurture the child when they're young and to help stabilize that child when, when that child is young, the father helps to uh, extend the life of that child when they're older. Uh, and um, because once a child gets past a certain age, physically, um, the mother can no longer handle the child. Um, the, the mother's strength, the child can actually become stronger than the mother. Uh, and so that's where you have the father and the father can actually provide again, um, more, more authority, um, to be able to help that child grow and overcome, uh, obstacles as they grow and mature. Uh, and, and, uh, again, it's about overcoming fear, being able to not be succumbed by, uh, their emotions, you know, and it's very difficult to not be led by your emotions, you know? Um, yeah. um, but, that that is um that's the role and and the and the purpose uh, of the father and then again to pass on, the, to pass on and equip that child to be able to survive, um, the tools necessary, uh, in order to stand in order to keep that lineage um, that line that bloodline uh, existing, uh, in the society that's constantly competing for resources. That's the role of the father. Uh, and it's something that's more long term and not not immediate. Yeah. Um, although it does have some immediacy, uh, should a person' life get threatened. Um, but for the most part, it's a very more long term strategy. And um, because our society is so short sighted, um, it, it makes it very difficult for people to to visualize the role. And it's like again, when you fathers 
we, people are so used to men um, specifically functioning uh, that they don't understand the role because it's just so normal, right? Like, um, it's like a fish in water, and you've, I'm sure you've heard the analogy of asking a fish, what is water like? And the fish is like, well, what is water? Yeah. Because you know, they've never been out of it. And so right. in our society, we have a society that is held up by might, um, by a lot of men, um, specifically. And that's not to discount women's roles and all that other stuff, but realistically, it is the strength of the man that uh, keeps the society uh, in order because uh, men are primarily um, the military. Men are primarily the police. Um, men are primarily uh, the ones that are providing the physical security so that um, our lives can be quote unquote civil. Right. You know, and um, I was, I was, I, and, and, and if the men go away, then what's going to happen is you're going to have other men that are going to come in and, um, you know, they're going to take what, what, what's yours, you know, as far as women and as far as children. And that is the course of history. And that's nothing that we can do to change that. It is what it is. And that's the role, uh, that's the role of the man. And we have to not fall for the trap. Again, I'm I'm specifically harping on this point that one of the other mistakes that modern pop culture does is they make they they take exceptions and now make that the rule. Yes. And, and we cannot make an exception the rule. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, one of the things again, just going back to Eve's point, is I stress to my children. I say, you know, and because and, what I like to do is show them the benefits of femininity and show them the benefits of masculinity. And, and I tell them all the time, I say, listen, when you guys fall down and, you know, bust your head or, or bust your leg, right? I could come over there and help you. But I was like, you would much rather your mom come over there, wouldn't you? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, y'all know I love you and you know I would come over there and do my best. But it just somehow, it feels better when mommy's over there. Oh, baby, Right. It just feels better, doesn't it? And all three of them, yeah, 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 you're right. Now I said, now conversely, mm. y'all come through and y'all destroy something in here, and y'all say, oh man. Now if your mom came over and said, y'all watch out, let me let me fix this. Would y'all really trust her to fix that? And they would sit there. And I was like, be honest. No. Nah. I was like, you would much rather me come over there and take a look at it, wouldn't you? Yeah. I was like, now nah, your mom would try her best, right? Yeah. Now I'm say- now. Why am I using those examples? Because I know my listeners will say, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" That's stereotypical. That's stereotypical. Right. That's stereotypical. Hold on. Hold That's on. Sexist. Now. That's sexist. How dare yes, you? You being misogynistic. Because the first thing we do is human nature is we're gonna go to the one example that we know of the woman that we know who is, who is Mrs. Fix-It. Yes, I know those women exist. <laughs> and we're going to go to that one man who is the nurturer, <laughs> and we're going to say, wait a minute, I know that guy. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Mom. Yeah, Mr. Mom, right? Daddy Daycare. And again, <laughs> which is why I said don't fall for the trappings of using the exceptions as the rule. Those are exceptions. Those are not the rules. And that's where we have to remember. Yes, there are there are men who are very nurturing. God bless them. There are women who are very skilled with their hands. God bless them. But those are not the rules. Those are exceptions. If you look up statistically, like A said, 
the majority of police officers, the majority of people in the military, the majority of people who are in construction, right? There are just certain things that men are better equipped to do. Doesn't mean that we're better. Again, it just means the difference. And conversely, if you look at other industries that women are more equipped to do, there are more women there. Doesn't mean like that teacher. women are better, like teaching, like nursing, right? And teaching specifically, yeah, within the younger children, yeah. yeah, because it allows the nurturing characteristics that are in a woman, right, to come forth that are not always so naturally present in men. You know, there's actually one of the names of God, El, um, El Shaddai, that literally speaks to the female nature of God because Shad is breast, and it's talking about the many breasted God that he nurtures in the same way a mother will nurture her children. Not to be confused with Diana that was worshipped by right. um, <laughs> by some of the uh, people um, around during Christ's time. Yeah, um, El Shaddai um, way, way predates um, some of those yeah. uh, polyist, polytheistic um, societies in Christ's time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Bidai. But I, I just wanted to make that point to show it was speaking to God's feminine nature as well, that he does both, right? And so there are industries in which women are just more naturally equipped to excel. Not but better, just different. Yeah, but interestingly enough, and I, and I agree with uh, what you're saying, one thing that comes to mind is I've, as, a, as an educator, I've experienced what happens in classrooms and I've heard about people experiencing what happens in classrooms where uh, the kids are little and classrooms where the kids are big when a man comes into the classroom. So uh, the, 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 the uh, female teacher may have been teaching all semester or all term. And um, sometimes she might have trouble controlling the class and making sure that people are in order so that they can learn. But then the, a, a man comes in and his voice alone commands uh, some kind of response with little kids and with big kids. Right. It's like even the tone of the voice, which has a certain vibrational um, characteristic. Uh, and I think that we, we just need to be a lot more organic as human beings and understanding the, the intersectionality between everything in this life, uh, voice, tone, vibration, you know, and not trying, I'm not trying to be new age-ish, but everything has energy attached to it. Absolutely. Um, and, and and even when God spoke, you know, I mean, even when you even when you when you give certain tones to water and you see those crystals come together in such an orderly fashion, like these things actually exist and they're real. But my point is, it is interesting that although women might be more uh, nurturing in a classroom setting, children take notice when they hear a masculine voice. And, and you know, the sad part um, with with this. Uh with the whole thing, like as far as uh, gender this and gender that and um, quote unquote equality and, you know, the push to have more women in certain jobs and whatnot, is that there's no push to have men in certain things. Right. Like as far as teaching. Now, there's a slight push for that. But my concern with that is with all the Me Too stuff. Like to then have a push because it. There, I, I've seen some things where there's an acknowledgement that there are certain female dominated industries and, you know, oh, there should be more men. But I, I just have concern like, yeah, OK, as soon as you get more men up in there in teaching, then you're just going to have more more um, more accusations of uh, sexual impropriety and 
and all of that. And it's, it's just this whole, um, you know, snake eating his tail. It's just going to be a six, six circular thing. And it's like you get more sexual accusations, then it's going to be more Me Too's, and then you're going to want more women. And it's, it's just it's dumb. Like, this logic is very broken. You know, it's illogical. Right. I mean, ultimately, you know, as we just come around third base here, y'all, is ultimately the the misandry that that goes on is not the solution to misogyny, right? Mm-hmm. Two two yeah. wrongs don't make a right, and I think that's what most modern culture is doing now. Well, if we feel like women have been wronged, let's just wrong men, and everything should kind of work itself out. But that's not the way. Um, that 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 thing should work. Yeah, oh no, I mean that that's exactly it because men get scolded and women get praised for the same uh, character traits. Mm. A man gets scolded for being bold, but a woman gets praised for being bold. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. A, a man gets a man gets scolded in this day and age for being bold. No, like we've had too much of that. It's okay. You can you can be more sensitive, more compassionate. But then when it comes to a woman being sensitive and compassionate, oh, you're for the patriarchy. You right. need to be more bold. What'd you say? Yeah, our, our society doesn't know what it wants. You know, I, that example that you just mentioned, I've seen the opposite, where a woman who's bold would be um, overstepping her bounds, whereas boldness is normative in the workplace for a man. So it's just like our society is schizo. That's what's really taking place. It doesn't know what it wants. And I think I don't think that we should be repressive but I think that there's certain things that that need to be. Um, I think we just need common sense. It, like, I think that our liberalism, our, our push toward liberalism, has just brought about an anything goes society, right. and now it just has created confusion. Where if we just look at nature, that will give us a lot in terms of roles of, of men and women, so that we can have a more productive and functional society. Exactly. And, and, and I'm going to say this, and I know you know, we want to wrap up. If you take away racism, you have no liberalism. Uh, because liberalism constantly leans on the very real blight that took place with racism. Right? Nobody can argue that, ra- that, that slavery has taken place or that uh, people are, um, ra- there's a racial caste system. Nobody can argue that. Okay. But what happens is, is you have these people... <laughs> who want to do all these deviant things, right? And so they use the sin of racism to then usher in all their other crazy stuff. There was a, there was a tweet that this lady made, this white lady made, that said, if it wasn't for white women, then black women would not have the ability to vote. First of all, that's, that's historically incorrect. Yeah. White women got mad when black men got the right to vote because they didn't get the right first. Oh right. gosh, people have such yes. Yeah, but that's what that's it's just um Kazar uh, uh, Jew lady white this white Ooh. Jew lady on Twitter. Oh. That's oh, and she deleted the tweet. Kazar, yeah, from Kazaria. That's 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 facts. Look it up. I'm not I'm not saying it ain't facts. I'm just yeah. saying you throw it out Kazar. I'm just like all right, yeah. go ahead. You know, so, that's a real place. Yeah. So anyway, like this is you know that that's the, that that is the true that's the true feeling that. These people have of you. You really are the black pawn on the chessboard. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Right. And they, and they feel like they're Negro whisperers to get you to do their bidding. All right. So we just got to be people. Just be 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 very mindful and be very watchful when individuals try to 
try to change the um, term, you know, change the meanings of terms. We got to be very, very mindful. So, you know, just as an understanding, masculinity is not misogyny. They are not synonymous, right? Misandry is a thing. It's a real thing, right, that, that people actually do. And it's not, you know, the the proper solution to misogyny, you know, the the proper solution to misogyny is viewing the woman as an equal image bearer of the most high just as a man is but vice versa that the the man is also an equal image bearer of the most high right so those those two things are necessary in order to actually walk you know like to truly walk as men and 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 women in true if you want to call it equality whatever that means Whatever right. I mean. Because there are just things that women are more equipped to do. There are just things that men are more equipped to do. Men and women are different. Neither one is better than the other. They are just different. They are complementary. And that's the way yeah. we were created. And I think that is ultimately what people need to come to grips with. You know, it, it's our human nature to think that mine is better than yours. But no, mine is just different and complimentary and together we show the full picture so no matter if we're talking about misogyny masculinity or femininity you know we're gonna keep god in the mix so (laughs) we thank y'all for rocking with us this week again hit up patreon support us as we continue to support y'all with all of this digging that we're doing this investigative journalism (laughs) we thank y'all for rocking with us as always for a and eve this is aj saying peace peace Let's get started, I won't teach you Let me set apart who is my people The ones who set in their heart to be believers Press on to the mark to follow Jesus When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving Don't follow their feelings, that'll be misleading Yeah, they're the ones that keep it in biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the life while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinction. You remind them too much of what they miss to do